Welcome on in to your January 23rd edition of Montana at Noon. You're with me, Chris Reyes. Let's get right to it. We'll start by taking a look at the weather command forecast from our area. For today, it's going to be breezy, mostly cloudy, highs in the mid-40s, west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Tonight, partly cloudy in the evening, then becoming mostly cloudy. Lows 25 to 30, west winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. As we get your work week started on a Monday, expect colder conditions. It's going to be cloudy with a slight chance of snow in the morning, then a chance of snow in the afternoon. Highs in the mid-30s. Northwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Chance of snow 50%. Monday night, expect colder conditions, mostly cloudy. Light snow accumulations. Lows 15 to 20. Northwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tuesday, mostly cloudy in the morning, then becoming partly cloudy. Highs around 35, southwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tuesday night, mostly cloudy, lows 20 to 25. As we get to the middle portions of the week now, Wednesday through Thursday, partly cloudy, highs 35 to 40, lows 15 to 20. Thursday night, mostly clear, lows 15 to 20. And as we get to Friday and Friday night, partly cloudy, highs 40 to 45, lows 20 to 25. And as we look on over to the horizon to next Saturday, expect mostly cloudy skies, with highs around 40. On a local stories from our area, the Montana Department of Transportation is inviting the public to comment on a proposal to resurface about nine and a half miles of Montana Highway 80 northwest of Geraldine. The project begins around Frenchman Ridge Road and extends south to Rock Road, which is located four and a half miles northwest of Geraldine. Proposed work includes applying a scrub seal, a new overlay, and finishing with a chip seal and new pavement markings. Signs and deliners will be replaced to improve visibility. The purpose of this project is to address pavement deterioration, improve the ride, and extend the life of the roadway. Tentatively, construction is scheduled to begin in 2023, but that is dependent on completion of all project development activities and availability of funding. No new right-of-way or utility relocations will be needed. Montana American Rescue Plan Act Infrastructure Advisory Commission will meet this upcoming Thursday, January 27th at 1 p.m. at the Capitol in Helena. The agenda for the meeting, which will be held in Room 303 and live stream on the legislature's website, includes the review of minimum allocation grants. The commission will also receive updates on the U.S. Treasury's final rule for the use of relief funds. Regional water authorities... ARPA water and sewer grant activities, and the Department of Administration State Capital Project 604 applications. The Infrastructure Advisory Commission is responsible for the review of applications for water and sewer grants in state capital projects using ARPA funds. For more information on how to provide a public comment or stream the meeting, visit HighlineToday.com. We turn our attention now to state news from our areas. A hungry horse woman who admitted to distributing meth throughout Flathead County was sentenced Friday to 10 years in prison to be followed by five years of supervised release. Kaylin Marie Mosikloff, 25, pleaded guilty in September of 2021 to possession with the intent to distribute meth. U.S. District Judge Donald W. Molle presided. The government alleged the law enforcement investigations learned that Moskalov was involved in distributing meth in Flathead County during two separate traffic stops of Moskalov in January 2020 and February 2021. Officers found meth and firearms in the vehicles. Assistant U.S. Attorney Jennifer S. Clark prosecuted the case, which was investigated by FBI's Montana Regional Violent Crime Task Force. 
the Flathead County Sheriff's Office, and Kalispell Police Department. On to park news now. Yellowstone National Park had its busiest year on record in 2021, hosting over 4.86 million recreation visits, a 28% increase from 2020. In 2021, visitation from May, June, July, August, and September were the busiest on a record. July was also the most visited month on a record in the history of the park, and the first time visitation exceeded 1 million in a single month. The park is using data derived from recent visitor surveys and transportation studies to inform future decisions on how to manage large volumes of visitors. As we continue on in Montana at noon, we take a look at sports. For New Media Broadcasters Weekend Sports, you're with me, Chris Reyes. Let's get right to it. This past weekend, the MSU Northern Lights, the eighth-ranked team in the NAIA, would travel to the Missouri Valley College Invitational. Over the course of the weekend, the Lights would finish in the fourth spot out of 38 teams. The Lights would see four wrestlers place in their respective weight classes, as Nick Kuntz would take the third spot at 133 pounds. Chase Short would also take home the third spot at 165 pounds. At the 174-weight class, Nakota Siegel would wrap up the fourth-place spot, and Isaac Bartell would cap off an impressive tournament for him after going undefeated on his way to a first-place finish in the 197-weight class. Next up for Coach Thieverich and the Lights Wrestling Team will be the Tyler Plummer Classic on January 29th. Stay tuned to New Media Broadcaster Sports as we keep you up to date on all the happenings of light wrestling. As we continue on, the Embassy Northern Lights and Skylights would host the Rocky Mountain Battle and Bears and the Armory Gymnasium on Saturday. Ron Abruski was on hand and files this report. In the men's game, Saturday afternoon, the MSU Northern Lights and Rocky Mountain College battled down to the final moments. In fact, the final .5 seconds, the Lights down 65-63. One final look, the shot would not fall. Rocky gets the win 65-63. Four, the MSU Northern Lights, they were led in double figures with Harris 20 points, Maceo McCadney added 14, and McClement Call with 11. In the women's game, the MSU Northern Skylights led after one quarter 16 to 11, but Rocky came storming back and held off the Skylights for a 57-43 win. Three players in double figures for the MSU Northern Skylights. Peyton Keir with 13, Latia Lawrence with 12 and 10 for Mason. MSU Northern Lights and Skylights on the road next week. Thursday they play at... University of Montana Western, and then Saturday the games are at Montana Tech. Both games, both days on QX 92.5 FM. For new media broadcasters, HighlineToday.com Sports, I'm Ron Bruski. Continuing on here, now to high school basketball. The Haver Blue Ponies, they would wrap up their two-game road trip down in Sydney on Saturday. In game one of the doubleheader, the Blue Pony girls basketball team would control throughout as they would go on to seal victory with the final score of 69-34. to in Game 2 of the afternoon, be more the same as the Blue Pony boys would use a strong first quarter to propel them to victory as they would have finished with the final of 69-51. Next up for the Blue Ponies will be a Friday matchup with the Mustangs and Emmets of Malta. Setting up the mats now, the Blue Pony wrestlers, they competed in the Class A duels over this past weekend and the Blue Ponies would finish in a podium spot as they would come in third. Over the weekend, the Blue Pony Grapplers would account for 17 wins with their only loss to be the defending Class A champions, the Sydney Eagles. Next up for the Blue Pony Wrestlers will be a trip east for a dual meet with the Glasgow Scotties. Stay tuned to New Media Broadcaster Sports as we keep you up to date on all the happenings of Blue Pony Wrestling. Now, 
Final one for you here, the Class C basketball. The Chinook Sugar Beaters, they would host the Big Sandy Pioneers in 9C action on Thursday night. Josh Margolis was on hand and files this report. In game number one of our doubleheader, it was the Chinook Sugar Beaters coming away with a 74-42 win over the Pioneers of Big Sandy. Sophomore Hallie Nybauer poured in 20 points for Chinook. Alexis Seymour added 14, including four three-pointers. Big Sandy was led by Eva Wagner with 11 points. Game number two, Chinook led by six at the break and pulled away in the second half, winning 59-38. Senior Toby Niederiger, 14 points in the second half, 20 for the ball game. For Big Sandy, Braden Klein poured in 24 and knocked down five threes. Next up for Big Sandy, next Thursday, they'll be at Denton Geyser Stanford. While Chinook will not play again until Friday, January 28th, at home to CJI, 6 for the girls, 7.30 p.m. for the guys. We'll have those games on KRYK. For New Media Broadcasters, I'm Josh Margolis. More scores from around the region that rolled in last night. The Malta Mustangs taking on the Wolf Point Wolves. 68-38 final score here with the Mustangs picking up the victory. Girls basketball, the Emmets also picked up a victory over Wolf Point with the final score 50-35. Class C basketball. CJI taking on Turner. The boys team picked up a victory, 64-23. One more score for you, the Rocky Boy Northern Stars. They were taking on the Shoto Bulldogs. Final score from that game, 66-32. As we now turn our attention here at Montana at noon, we'll take a look at funeral announcements from our area. Linda L. Azure, 69, passed away due to natural causes at Northern Montana Hospital on Wednesday, January 19th. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be held at 11 a.m. on Tuesday, January 25th at Holland and Benign Funeral Chapel with Pastor Marvin Rossette officiating. Burial will follow in Highland Cemetery. As that'll do it for your Sunday, January 23rd edition of Montana at Noon. Remember, seven days a week, we are your source of information along the Highline, KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. I hope you have a great start to your week tomorrow. Reporting, I'm Chris Reyes.